0: We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through Joy and Joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work, and what a culture of joy is to them. Good day everyone, Cheryl Lynn here with Joyly Studios, and it is so amazing to be back again to have another CEO. I am so passionate about sharing the knowledge and wisdom of how CEOs got to be where they are in the world who they are when it comes to joy, and how they run their teams specifically. So um, I'm very grateful to have you with us to get today, Steve Smith. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So I am uh, pleased to know that you are in Amarillo, Texas. You run family medical centers. You have over 400 employees, an additional 800 doctors, nurses, and staff. And what's it been like this last year? I'm sure everyone asked you that, but I would love to get your opinion about how you faced uh, the year, the last year and a half since you've been there.
1: Well, I will say it's a very interesting time to be in healthcare. Uh, this is my first time in healthcare. I've, I've worked in a lot of different industries, but I joined Family Medicine Centers last year, uh, right before the pandemic started. And so you start your year and you're expecting that these are the things you wanna get accomplished. And then next thing you look up and you're in the middle of a pandemic. And so you're having to adjust your policies, you're having to adjust your procedures, how you take care of patients really every day as you learn more information about uh, a. a Disease that no one knew anything about when we started this, and so uh, it was really it was really an interesting time to start. It was really an exciting year that we had. Uh, a lot of companies really struggled this year. For our company, we really we grew a lot during this period of time. We we learned to adjust to this. We didn't run from we didn't run from this. We kind of ran right at it, and I think that really benefited our company. In the, we were the the first group in our our area to be testing for COVID. We were some of the first groups to be treating patients. We had a lot of doctor's offices during that period of time that just shut their doors and said, you know what, we don't want this in our clinics. And so we went the other direction. Our strategy was to uh, test for it, treat for it, uh, try to take care of our patients and really try to keep them out of the hospitals, which was ultimately our our goal. Was try to treat them where, where we where we could have them uh, come in. We could we could give them the treatments that we could that were outside the hospital, and try to keep them from ever becoming a hospital patient, which really improved your your uh, chances of survival. With with this is is you know, if you get to the point where you're on a ventilator, the the chances just go down. So we try to treat people very early, very actively, and and in our clinics before they before they ever became a hospital patient and I think we had a lot of success with that
0: So what's the morale is there some joy is it coming back what's happening?
1: Joy is coming back I'll say that a lot of people were worn down it was it was tiring it was it was something that you dealt with that you know you heard bad stories and you heard things going on and you had patients who, who had uh, symptoms that, that sometimes you didn't know how to treat and so morale was, Morale was tough, but I think I think people had a lot of pride in what they did. I think that our employees were 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 uh, grateful that they had the opportunity to be to be taking care of their patients. We didn't close. We we didn't we didn't quit. We kept working, and and sometimes some of those were long days. We had employees who got sick. I mean, we had days where, you know, as CEO, I worked the front desk at some of our clinics because we had our, our own employees getting sick with it and, and having to leave. And so, you know, wow. it was one of those all hands on deck. We all had to really kind of band together and work together. Uh, and, and it was really an exciting time coming out of it. where we're now we're mostly returning back to normal operations. Uh I think people are tired and I think people are worn down and and uh um, I hope they' they're spending a lot of time taking taking vacations and spending time with their family to get themselves recharged because uh, they just came out of something that was that was very difficult. But I'm very proud of, of what they did, and I'm very proud of how how hard they worked and how much they cared for their patients.
0: So I am curious. Well, before I get into my next question, you said you were in a couple other um, a couple on other industries. Can you tell me what those were real quick?
1: Sure. so the the company that I worked before this was a college. I was the uh, vice president of, of business affairs and chief financial officer for Amarillo college uh, for the past four years. So that that's a complete industry change that I had uh, before that uh, I spent 10 years uh, running a multi-state uh, truck dealership. So we were, we had 35 different truck dealerships in eight different States uh, that I ran before, uh, before I was at Emerald college. And before that, uh, most of my career was in banking before, uh, for the truck dealerships.
0: So as you know, I really want to talk about who you are as a leader, because I feel like leadership is the thing that I am most passionate about, because it's you who guides the ship, right? People look to you for your demeanor, for your attitude, for your level of commitment, for your joy factor. Uh, So based on all those um, positions you have before, may I just ask you, did you move from position to position to position based on there was a higher or more clear uh, joy factor for you? Or was it more about filling a need or what was the shift for you? Why did you move from one to another?
1: Well, sometimes I just felt like I had finished the, the job that I, I set out to, to do there. Uh, that was kind of true for Amarillo College. When I finished there, When uh, we had good surpluses when I left. We had uh, put together a bond to take care of a lot of our older buildings that we had. And I just really felt like I had, had done what I, I came to do. When I started, they, they were going through uh, deficits and layoffs and things like that. And so I had left a, a company mostly because it relocated. My home is in Amarillo. I, I never wanted to move, but I, I was with a company that relocated to Dallas. And that's really why I left, left uh, truck dealerships. It's just that I wanted to stay here in my home near my, near my family and, and where my, my kids were, were used to, to living. And so um, I made that change to Amarillo College. And when I got there, things were, were just very tough. Um, When I when I left, I just felt like it was mission accomplished. and I was ready for a new task. I had a new opportunity to be uh, to be a CEO, uh, whereas I'd always been a a CFO. uh, I wanted to take on a new challenge and do something that was different. I I love the finance side, but I wanted I wanted to to be the leader in, in college. Uh, unless you have your, your your doctorate and you've been through faculty, you're, you're not going to be a college president. And so um, I just kind of felt like I had grown as much as I could there and I was ready for a new challenge. And so uh, starting off at, at uh, Family Medicine Centers gave me a great opportunity to do some things that were new and challenging that I hadn't done before. Uh, being more involved in, in operations and, and not just um uh, over the, the monthly close and making sure that the budgets were right and that we we're, were performing financially the way we needed to, gave me some some opportunities to expand my leadership ability, uh, challenge myself in some new different ways. And that was what I was very excited about doing here.
0: Cool, that's awesome. I can sense just based on your um, eloquent, eloquent um, conversation with me that people enjoy listening to you, I bet. They're learning a lot from you. What would you say you learned? Um, so far from being in this new CEO role uh, compared to other roles that you have? And the other thing was, are you taking vacations right now?
1: Uh, so I'll start with vacations. I absolutely take vacations. I find those to be very important. Uh, time with your family is, is something that allows you to recharge. Uh, being the CEO sometimes feels like a lonely job. That, you know, you don't have any peers in that, in that level. Uh, so getting away from it, stepping away from it, spending time with family is is awesome. Um, Going home at the, at the end of the day uh, is important. I mean, you, you could you could literally sometimes stay in your desk all night long if you wanted to, and I have done that at jobs, and I've learned that that's not an effective way to, to be a good leader. That's a way to run yourself down and run your team off. So, uh, I do find uh, personal time to be very important. Uh, there's times when obviously you have to come in and work on a Saturday or work on a Sunday or or work later in the evening, but. You don't want to make a rule of that. You want to make sure that you're that you're leaving, you're recharging your batteries, you're keeping connected with your family. I, I love spending that time with my wife and my children. Uh, it, it's it's awesome time that that I get to have with them. Um, I, I do go on vacations. We went we went a couple different places this year. Um, my wife and I got a, got a, had our 20 year anniversary, and we got to Scottsdale, Arizona. We spent some time there, um, just just the two of us, and that was great. Uh, during spring break, we took our whole family to Walt Disney World, and we had a great time there. Um, really fun for the kids and and, and for the adults. It's, it's, it was fun. And then right now, we're planning a trip to to go to Cancun and spend some time on the beach uh, this summer for for a third third trip. I typically do smaller trips so that I can do more of them. I, I I don't like to be away for you know two weeks at a time, but if I can take off for five days or or a week at a time and enjoy it and do a few different trips, I find that to be to be great. Um, but it's 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 really it's really important as an as an employer, if you're not doing that and you're not encouraging your employees to do that you're you're doing them a disservice. so I, I encourage my employees to take their their pto time I, I encourage them to take that take that and and go be with their families because if you're not connected to your families what what's the point in coming to work? Um, you know ultimately we're we're here to uh, to support our families and and to accomplish a mission but if you if you run yourself down you're you're not doing either so that's really important to me um now as far as as, okay. as, as as being a leader you know i, I hope that my employees uh, in, in, enjoy hearing from me I, I love to spend time with them um friday I, I took my employees bowling and that was an awful lot of fun we got together we got to do something away from the office and just connect as, as a team and, and do something fun together um, I, I enjoy going to each of our clinics i do uh, try to get by each one of them at least once a week and, and spend some time you know and, and sometimes you know, it's a really quick trip. Sometimes I'm, dro- I'm dropping off some goodies. You know, I, I like, there's a, a great butt cake place here where I'll, I'll buy these little miniature butt cakes and take them by and just say, you know, thank you for, for what you do. Thank you for taking care of our employees. You know, I think it's important to say that. I know that sometimes I don't say it enough and, and you know, you get busy on something and you don't get by and do it as much as you'd like to. But uh, I try to stop by and, and spend spend a little bit of time with them and just connect with them in a different way. Uh, that's one of the differences in in being the CEO and CFO is, you know, I I I do get to, to connect with employees in a, in a different way, and I like that a lot. Um, it, it's it's one of the kind of the highlights of my of my job. I like to go out and do do fun contests with them. Um, I like to go out. We did a we did a, a contest very recently, March Madness. I'm a huge basketball fan, and so we did a a, a clinic contest for March Madness, and. Um, Went down to celebrate with the winning clinic and, and and spend some time with them and deliver their prize myself and so uh, I, I like I like to connect with people and I like to spend spend that time with employees as well.
0: That that sounds so incredible, you you win an award from me.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
0: <laughs> so real quick, how many uh, how many got to go bowling? Just curious.
1: Uh, it ended up being because it was Mother's Day weekend. We had some that couldn't make it. We had a group of about ten. That's uh, cool. We ordered pizzas. We we threw some some bowling balls. I, I have no idea who won. We really didn't keep. We really didn't pay a lot of attention to the score. It was just about spending time with each other and, so and getting said, to know each other. And I'm and sorry. spouses came and that was that was fun. So spouses came with the employees and so my wife was there and and uh, the employees uh, spouses were there and so we got to connect with them and 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 build some camaraderie and some family.
0: How many employees are uh, uh, right around you?
1: Uh, in my administration office, there's 12 of us. Okay, beautiful. And so uh, we're we're a we're a close group. We work on on the the, the financials. We work on the HR side. All the all the typical uh, administrative tasks that you have for a company uh, exists in this office. Uh, and then a lot of our clinics. We've got a lot of different clinics around, around our our town. Uh, And so we'll have different employees at each different group, but they're not all in the same building where you can really easily get everyone connected. So you have to go get kind of get in the car and go see them and, and check in and stop by and and visit with them and um, ask, ask, you know, real simple questions when you're there, you know, what can I do to help you? Uh, What things do you need? I mean, just, just real simple things. You know, how, how, how can I, how can I thank you or, or how can I celebrate you is something that, that we try to ask. So we kind of did a quarterly set of goals and, you know, they weren't they weren't terribly hard things, but I asked each each clinic to tell me what things it was that they wanted to accomplish. So we started out with tell me the things, tell me three things that you want your clinic to to accomplish this this quarter. You know, some of them were very simple. We wanted to make sure that you know we had a, a high a certain score on our on our uh, patient evaluations for us. Um, some of them wanted to make sure that they got the wait time down so that they're getting uh, patients, you know, from the, from the waiting room into the, into the doctor's office quickly. So each of them picked their own goals. And then I asked them, well, how do you want to be celebrated? So we've got different things we're going to be doing. So we, we finished our, our quarter and, and now we're going to be going out and doing different things with them. One of them wanted to have a, a an iced tea social to in Texas iced tea is a big thing. So, uh, we're going to be going down to a clinic and doing that and, and celebrating them for, for hitting the wins that they chose themselves.
0: I am enamored. Thank you for sharing that with our CEOs. We're going to do a little chair of joy experience. That chair back there, I carried down to Austin, Texas, Dallas, Houston. I had CEOs from all over the place sit in it. I just had the CEO of Miss America sit in it, the CEO of, of uh, the, the uh, C-Suite Network, uh, Jeffrey Hazlett, who was on, um, who was the CMO of Kodak back in the day. But before I, if, so if you don't mind, may I share a little bit of that practice with you?
1: Sure. Love to.
0: Okay, great. And how many clinics do you have? I just am curious.
1: Uh, we have uh, about 10 clinics.
0: Okay. Awesome. And at the end of this little practice, I would like to ask you some of your challenges right now. I'm just curious if there's anything out there that, you know, that maybe we could talk about and maybe we could, um, you know, use this practice that I'm about to share with you.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> All right. So, I just actually hung up from a beautiful uh, a woman from London who has over two hundred breathing coaches that they call in Microsoft and all the large corporations all across the world. And um she actually wrote a book about stillness. So the whole chair of joy uh, experience is actually about stillness. Like when do we ever stop talking, right? and just sit down and think about um, you know what's important to us and and allow ourselves time to be our authentic self. Yes. So that's what this is all about. So it's really simple, just put your feet on the ground. I bet your feet are on the ground, right, Steve? They are, yes. (laughs) So the one thing that most of us forget is that breathing is one thing we do, but also our feet are on a very stable foundation. When we get up in the morning, we know that the ground supports us. So if there's one thing that we can always count on, it's usually a pretty steady ground. So um, especially in Texas, I think it's one of the safest areas in the whole world. So um, just feet on the ground. And if you can just take anyone, and just take 10 seconds and realize that your feet are in your shoes. Your shoes probably are in your socks. Your socks are on the actual floor and you could probably feel if it's a rug or if it's a hard floor. So just stay in your feet for 10 seconds. (sighs) And then look around your office. There's probably some cool stuff, your picture. I can see some pictures back there and probably pictures of your family and those beautiful events you just told me about. And then just take a second to listen. What are the sounds? I actually have a really high. I don't know if you heard the lawnmower go by a minute ago, but generally speaking, it's pretty quiet here. So that's still.
1: a few birds around here, but uh, it's very quiet here.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's stillness. And so we teach corporations all about stillness and what that could mean if you did that more often. And then the second thing we ask CEOs and employees and staff at sea level is take one deep breath <laughs> And Steve, I'd love for you to tap into one moment of joy sometime in your life. So one more deep breath. One moment of joy that things were just cranking for you when everything felt great. And if you could describe that, I can tell you got something. If you could describe that to me, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, so I have a lot of moments like that where, you know, you just realize things are going good and and sometimes even when you think, think things are going bad, but.
0: Have you ever dropped your phone on the floor, on your face, or in some other embarrassing place? Don't you wish there was something you could attach to your phone case that would help you hold your phone so you don't have to, or at least as much? Introducing Steady Straps, a comfortable, adjustable, strong, elastic strap with 100% Velcro brand closures that helps you hold your phone more securely without dropping it and use it easier and faster, especially one-handed. It's the only smartphone grip accessory without adhesives and it's 100% wireless charging ready without having to remove or adjust it first. Check us out at SteadyStraps.com and order some today.
1: When I when I tap into that the most, it can be going good or bad, but when I just think about thankfulness and how grateful I am for, you know, the wonderful many, many blessings that I've had, feeling connected to, to you know, the nature. When I, I like to go out in the evenings and I, I like to walk my dogs before, uh, you know, right, right at sunset, and I, I think that's when I feel the most connected uh, just with, with nature and everything going on. And it's just very quiet stillness. It's it's about dusk at that time. The sun's just going down, and uh, I, I, I I definitely try to spend that time thinking about all the wonderful things that I've that have, have had the opportunity to do and be part of, and um,
0: Good for you. It,
1: it's really a wonderful moment. And just, I do try to, try to just spend a moment and, and breathe and, you know, I, my feet are on the pavement and just, just kind of be for a few look. minutes and look, uh, and see. It's great for, great for anybody.
0: All right. Perfect. All right. We're going to use that awesome time with your dogs. Your nature walk is the first experience. And then we're going to get one more. So one more deep breath in. Another time in your life, you could have been a little boy or it could have been yesterday or anywhere in between some moment where things were just like. Yeah, that was a really cool time. That was a really joyful time.
1: Yeah. I had a period of time when I was when I was young, when my uh, parents got divorced, my mom got a job. One of her first jobs that she got was at a, at a uh, church camp. And I did uh, I did maintenance, so I helped chop some firewood and things like that. And then when I finished those, those tasks, I could just kind of go wandering. It was in, in the mountains in Montana at a, at a church camp. And I could just go out and, and climb to the top of a mountain and just kind of sit there. And, and look out around and, and just think about how you know wonderful creation was and how uh, this was just such a, a unique, neat opportunity that not everyone gets to have. And so that was kind of a, a special time because there was a lot of things going on in my life right then when my parents were getting divorced and and uh, you know we were we were planning a move and and there was just a lot of things going on, but that was just a quiet still time that uh, I always kind of think back on uh, because it was, it, it was unique. The mountains are very tall and, and it was quite a hike to get to the top of it. But when you get to the top of it, you kind of look just kind of out a, a cross expanse. It's just, it's a wonderful feeling.
0: I love, love, love Montana. <clears throat> um, all right. Thank you for that. So what, I, what we do now for our sea level groups is if we say, if you could take the nature walk with your dogs and climbing to the top of the mountain during church camp, and just let those two moments kind of ease through your your, your, body, your soul from your head to your toe. And basically what you're doing is you're raising your joy vibration. So if you could give both those experiences one word, a connecting word of the essence of those two memories, what would you say?
1: I think the first thing that comes to my mind is peace. It's just very peaceful, it's still time, time when you're just, you, know, you don't have to, there's no stress at that moment.
0: I would have said nature, but I love peace. <laughs> I almost thought for sure you were going to say nature, but that's
1: I, nature certainly was part of it. But I think it was the peace was the feeling. It was in nature, but peace was the feeling.
0: The result of the result of sitting still, the result of finding time for yourself is peace. So, would you agree that peace is joy, and joy is peace? When you're feeling that peaceful feeling, that's your most joyful time. I do. And do you agree that we're all yearning for joy? All of us, everyone wants more of it.
1: Oh, I I, I definitely think that that's really the thing that that everyone needs. I think it's it's hard for a lot of people to, to, especially right now, there's there's so much confusion. There's so much media that comes at you from so many different directions. I think people have, have a hard time finding peace and joy. And, and I think it's something we need more of.
0: I really like how you said that. And what I think you also showcased was that you didn't have to go anywhere to have more joy just then, right? You're sitting in your chair, you're talking to me, and we remembered a time, I don't know when the last time you thought of Montana, but people say to me all the time is like when or how do i get more joy well it's as simple as putting the word stop on your calendar three times a day and doing that exact same thing it's really that simple Once yeah, you're there. i
1: actually have i have time scheduled in, in the morning when i first start my day um, some of my days i start with meetings but then i try to catch it right after but i, I try to have a few minutes where i just reflect um, i will sit down and, and um, read a verse or two maybe it's an inspirational quote just think about it a little bit and then i start planning my day so I, I try to have that at the beginning of my day it's on my calendar um i try i like to have it before i have any any meetings with some of mine because i've got to see some of my doctors before their day starts uh, before they start seeing patients so i do try to schedule it usually in the morning to spend a, a few minutes and just kind of reflect on on the things that are working the things that are not how i can do better how i can um the th- really the things that i i need to have as my my to-do list, my my priorities, my goals, my agenda. Um, but I, I try to do that right after my, my moment of peace.
0: You truly are um, a CEO to, to die for, if you will. <laughs> you. No, seriously, I think that, that 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 ability to figure out how to stop and know the power of that is really, really important. I don't know if you know how important that is, but you're doing it in the morning before meetings and with your dogs mm-hmm. in the evening. I mean, and, you know, even before meetings, I mean, if any CEO is listening, if they could take one thing away, it's that you schedule time to stop, right? And to be in the moment. That's you.
1: Every every day. It's very important.
0: Yay. All right. One more thing. So we're going to take peace and we're going to walk down LaGuardia Airport. There's 3,000 CEOs there and they don't understand this peace and joy thing and how it affects your bottom line, how it affects your productivity, how it affects you know, your emails and who you are on the telephone. Could you just maybe explain to them, if they were listening right now, what would you say to them about that?
1: I think it's always important to stop. You feel the need to accomplish something, and and sometimes you can just run and run and run and not get anywhere. And sometimes it's always time to stop and and reflect on where you've been, reflect on where you're trying to go before you just keep going. that's That's what I do with with, with my mornings is, is try to figure out where I want to get to. And as a CEO, your, your goal is to accomplish. your goal is to um, hit everything on your on your to-do list every day and, and hit every goal you can. But if first off, if, if you' if you're not joyful and appreciative of, of what you have, no amount of accomplishment is going to be worth it. Uh, number two is you, you can't get there unless you've paused. And decided where you want to get before you before you head down that direction. It's really easy to go down rabbit holes where you say all right well I'm, I'm going and my goal is to go but but your goal is not to go your goal is to, to get somewhere and if you haven't sat down and thought about where it is you're, you're trying to get to just pushing yourself is, is never going to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish so I think everyone needs to take a minute, take a moment take a break reassess and then decide where you're trying to get to, because if your goal is is, is finances or your goal is uh, how many how many customers you can see, if you haven't sat down to think about what it is your goal and, and why, why that's your goal, um, it, it doesn't mean anything.
0: It's a long day is what it is, and you're exhausted is what happens, correct?
1: It is, yes
0: so my goal i'd love for you to speak to this real quick just because you are so well versed around this topic of joy so um if you saw what my podcast was about it's really about what if we collectively focused on joy and I think that racial injustice, healthcare, food insecurity, social inequality, if all suicide, um, drug trafficking, if all of us spent more time focusing on joy, what do you think might happen in the world? I'm just curious from a very 30,000 uh, foot view, if you could comment on that.
1: We have a lot of things going on in our minds right now. And, and 2020 was, was a tough year. 2020 started out as a tough year. And I think a lot of people aren't focused on joy. I think they're focused on what's wrong. And if we could pull back a little bit and refocus, I think that you you achieve the things that are top of mind. If, if everything bad is what you have at the top of your mind and what you're thinking about, you're going to see those problems. And So if, if racism or uh, other issues are, are the only thing you're thinking about, you're going to see that out there. And it's going to be very hard to be joyful if, if you only focus on, on negative things. That's not saying those things aren't, aren't there, but if that's the only thing your mind is thinking about, you're going to see it in everything you do, whether it's actually there or not, you're going to perceive it. So I, I think it's really important to start out at the beginning of the day and, and be thankful. And I think that's that's probably the first thing to, to achieving joy is to is to be thankful for what you have and, and you know your health and your family and your your life and, and the wonderful places that, that you live. Uh, start out with start out with thankfulness instead of starting out the first thing in your day with um, negative. Uh, I learned a few years ago, and I, I I turned off the t- the TV in the morning. I used to start out my day and I would watch the news. I would see all the terrible things going on, and I'd let it bother me. I'd let it affect my day, and now I try to start it out and, 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 and read in my Bible a little bit. I try to start out my day and, and plan out my day and, and be intentional with what I'm going to do with that day, with all the things I need to accomplish that day. Um, and, and when I put my focus on those things and I put my focus on why I'm trying to accomplish certain things, I, I feel better. But when I start my day and, and I, and I think about all the, all the things in the world that are, that are bad, it's really hard to give anyone grace. And I think that's that's the other thing about joy that we're having a hard time with doing is is uh, giving grace to each other, giving grace to situations where we're really becoming a, a very judgmental society where we're automatically jumping to uh, this person's bad or that situation's bad. Or, you know, And if, if you want to talk about being mad, sure. What can you do to make it better? Maybe that if, you, if you're very focused on that issue, that's fine. But can you be focused on the positive side of what can you do to impact it to make it better, not focused on complaining about it or uh, assigning it a label? What can you do to make it better? Would be a whole lot better way to focus? But focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Because if you focus on what you want, you're going to get it. If you focus on what you don't want, you're going to get it, too.
0: I love that. I love that. And I love what you said about the news, because those conversations of whatever's happening in your in, you know, what you hear in the morning continues on through the day. Those conversations affect everything you do. And it's like, did you hear about that? Did you know that happened? Blah, blah, blah. Could you imagine again, if we had conversations of joy, what did you enjoy about Mother's Day weekend? You know, what worked for you last week? What goals did you accomplish? Who did you help? Et cetera, et cetera. So right. that, that's a lot of my questions that you've covered so beautifully. Um, last two questions. If you had any challenge right now, what would that be? Just one if you had. I'd love to hear what's happening in the world of CEOs. And then also, um, just a real quick, if you can, very short, abbreviated success story of
1: yours. Sure. So there's a lot of things that, that I, I want to accomplish here. One of the things I, I really want us to focus on as a company, uh, and this is the direction I'm, I'm trying, to, to, trying to lead, is to focus on uh, the wellness side. So it's really easy in healthcare to focus on treating treating symptoms. But I think that the, the way that we reinvent healthcare and the way that we reduce the cost of healthcare is, is treating conditions or treating things before they become a condition. So joy is a big part of it because um, if, if, you're, if you're positive and you're thinking towards positive things, your, your body has a natural uh, way of going towards those things. If you're treating your um, how you eat, you're treating your exercise, you're treating your mindfulness and your your peace and your sleep, there's a whole lot of conditions in in your body that can just really heal themselves because your body has a way of doing that. Uh, But if you're doing that all the way along, if you're starting it, you know, early in time, and, and you're eating right, and you're exercising, and you're taking that time, a lot of those conditions that become chronic later in life, you can avoid those. And so a lot of the costs that we have are really some of those later life causes that can be can be avoided uh, if you if you just deal with some of your uh, lifestyle issues and so that's really where I've, I've wanted our company to go to and where, where we're pushing is is to talk to people about their lifestyle you know we've got somebody who comes in and talk to you about uh, about how they're feeling now but while you have them there you need to address those other conditions because you can you can avoid a lot of future costs and conditions and and, and heartache for somebody if you're if you're dealing with those things if they are dealing with those things early so if you have somebody who comes into your office and they're a they're a smoker talking to them about that if they come in they're overweight talk to them about how can we work together to help you with this because you, you may take a little more a little bit more time on the front end but you're helping your patient a long ways on the on the back end and so that's really uh some of the things i'm, I'm working to address we've done that a lot of different ways we found some some fun ways are in our, in our clinics um I, I talked about we did a a a a, a March Madness program where we had kind of a contest for our clinics. We did the same thing because when we hit COVID, everyone was really focused on COVID, but they weren't focused on on wellness and they were focused on the things that really help us to avoid long term problems. And so uh, we did some fun things. We did a, a we called it clinic baseball where we had a we had a, a schedule we made between each of the clinics and we would download the charts and, and, the, and the codes that we build. Uh, but we were looking for the things that went in towards wellness. Did you counsel for for tobacco? Did you talk to somebody about weight? Because all those things are codes that go into your charts. And so we built this this little program where we had the the, the clinics competing, and the clinic who won got to use our suite at the baseball stadium for a night, and we took care of took care of your tab. And so uh, just sometimes you can influence somebody with some fun games and and, and neat ways of uh, of approaching it rather than you will do this. Um, trying to create ways for them to be excited about doing those things, and so it's really fun to see when you have have a game going and then then you don't do those things carry over and are they are they still doing those things but that's really kind of a of a of a change, especially in our urgent cares who whose goal has always been kind of treat the street you get them in, you treat the problem and they and then send them on. But a lot of people don't have a, a primary care doctor, especially our younger generations. Millennials and Zs don't often have a primary care doctor. And if mm-hmm. we're not treating them in those areas, because they do come in the urgent care when they when they feel bad, but they don't come in when they feel good. And so trying to treat them both times and talk to them about coming back for their annual wellness visit, making sure we're getting those things done. Because if we can treat k- conditions before... Uh, they become conditions. They'll have a lot more joy in their life because they won't be fighting some of these issues that, uh, like diabetes and and other things that quite often can be treated with just good lifestyle uh, choices, good food, good good exercise, and things. So that's really our our focus is is to try to accomplish that through um, offering all the services and things that we can.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, you are you are a uh, expert wist, witness, if you will, for joy. So I think that your uh, clinic must be pleased to, to have you on board because you are <clears throat> you are speaking to speak. And I think it's way ahead of of your uh, time. I don't, I'm not sure your age, but I'm super impressed by you. I just want you to know that, Steve. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. That's a great challenge to accomplish. And then just as we go out, do you have any takeaway from our time here together? And then any less thing you might want to share with CEOs?
1: Yeah, I think I think every CEO really needs to focus on on their well-being. They need to focus on their employees' well-being uh, and their customers. You know, are, are you delivering something that improves your customers' lives? That's number one, making money is is great, but are you making money doing something that that makes someone else's life better? When, when those two things line up, finance and, and, and making somebody's life better, those, what you're doing matters. Um, are you taking care of your, your own time and your own well-being because you can burn out and you're never going to accomplish goals uh, if you can't keep yourself healthy and in the game and, and, and active and, and enjoying what you're doing? So are you taking care of yourself and are you making sure that your employees are taking care of themselves? Are you, are you making sure that they take their vacations? Are you making sure that they uh, are, are enjoying their time? Are you spending time with them, getting to know them a, a little bit where you can? Sometimes it depends on the size of the company. Um, you know, a 500 person company, I can get out and know most of our employees uh, on, a, on a first name basis, but some companies can't. So are you making sure that those underneath you are taking care of their people beneath them? Are you making sure that, that their needs are taken care of and that they're uh, enjoying and, and and productive in their in their jobs on a daily basis also so that'd be the things that i I would challenge others to do
0: awesome and any takeaways from today's interview with me
1: Uh, absolutely so you know putting your feet on the ground and making sure that you that you feel your own presence and know where you're at uh and and taking a moment to to do some of the simple most simple thing in the world is uh, the building block of life is to breathe you know if you if you if you stop and you're, you're you're running and you're forgetting the basics Uh, you're, you're, you're missing out you don't have that opportunity to enjoy what you're doing and have the joy that, that we all need to have from our, from our careers.
0: All right. And that's another amazing uh, interview at uh, Joyly Studios with Steve Smith from Family Medicine Centers in Amarillo, Texas. So it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure to have you with us today, Steve.
1: Thank you very much for having me.